like, oh, the day my baby turns four months, they're not going to sleep anymore because everything changes. And that's totally not the case. Like starting at six weeks, the baby starts making their own melatonin where before they just were having it from the mom. With people, when we talk about birth experiences, they might be minimizing their trauma because we've been taught intergenerationally that this is just how it is. Right. Oh yeah, like the doctor made that decision, didn't talk to you about it, of course. Or, oh yeah, you know, they used an implement that was extremely painful for you and uh, often unnecessary. That's just what they had to do, right? There's a normalization of trauma doesn't mean that it's any less traumatic. And everything would just get solved with birth control pills. But I kept feeling like this is counterproductive. Right. Grandmother, my great grandmother had 10 kids. Mm. My paternal grandmother had nine. So in my head, I'm thinking, you know, this, this is black people don't have this issue. I've mm. never heard of black people having this issue. Hey, welcome to the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I own a group practice where we specialize in women's issues, maternal mental health, and all things wellness. Here on the podcast, we're going to be talking about parenthood, how to take care of yourself, and a little bit of in-between things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Something that you may not know about me is that I own a group practice that offers mental health services. It's called Push Through Therapy. And we have a collection of amazing clinicians that are dedicated to help serve our clients. So if you're struggling with any anxiety, depression, stress, difficulty doing any type of task, ADHD, transitioning with work, friendships, relationships, grief and loss, parenthood, anything that you feel like you could benefit from talking to someone to gain some coping skills, some strategies, tools, or even just to have a place to talk about the challenges in which you face. Head on over to our website at keisharibs.com, look through our list of amazing therapists, and select the one that you think would be a great fit for you. Our administrative assistant will set you up with an intake appointment and take care of all of your questions and needs. We're here for you. Please do not be alarmed. Remain calm. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. The DJ booth is conducting a tr tr troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. No one else in this world can think like me. I'm twisted, how contradicted. Keep him addicted, lies on his lips, I lick it. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Push Through Podcast. And I am here with our community friend, Candace Johnson. Welcome back, Candace. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Keisha, and push through. Yes. Hello. Um, and today, Candace is our special guest because we both attended Beyonce mm. Knowles Carter's mm. over the weekend. And we're gonna give a recap in our our <gasps> perspectives and review because we went on different nights. So I yes. have my, my night, you have your perspective of your night. How yes. we felt all the things I remember when, well, 
let's just get into it. <laughs> let's, let's take it back to when we found out in February, Black History Month, that oh, the tickets yeah. were going on sale. Girl, it was so crazy because I know we all <laughs> had like this massive group chat mm-hmm. and everybody was trying to figure out how this whole cold situation worked and who, how many tickets can you get at one time? Who got a code? You know, I never got a code, Keisha. And I signed up three times. <laughs> I never got a code. And I feel like it's very unfair because let me tell you why. I have been a fan since Destiny's Child, the original four. I'm talking about the self-titled Destiny's Child <laughs> album that came out in late, late 97, early 98. I never got a code, girl. And I, I did like three, four different times. So the only reason why I was able to get a ticket is because one of my best friends from back home, she got a code. But she got like the third batch around code. So mm-hmm. when it was time for us to get tickets, all they had was resale tickets left in the 200 section. Now, God, I thank you that I was able to be in the building. But a base ticket price for the 200 section, because people, they love to blame Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce, your ticket prices are so high. They really aren't. It's, They're it's reasonable. Resale. Yes. Yeah, They're reasonable. very reasonable. A base ticket price, I believe, for the 200 section is only like, $125. Do you know how much we pay for taxes and fees for that? How much did you pay? Girl, $400 and some change. You pay $400 so there, for, the- for the 200 section. Now, there were two guys sitting next to us. You know, they were really cool. They were the girls. <laughs> and, you know, they asked us, well, how much did y'all pay for y'all ticket? And we were like, $400? They said, y'all are lying. I'm like, no, we're dead serious. How much did y'all pay? Girl, $600 a piece for the 200 level section. 600 for... It should be against the law that these these resellers are able to jack quadruple these prices because it's stupid. Well, I, I thought wanna... that was the purpose of everything that she was doing with how it rolls yes. out. Because yes, I re- I remember when first of all, so it was announced that she the tickets were going on sale. Yes, and we were waiting. We got the instructions. The instructions were to if you are a, a card holder. Mm-hmm. Car holder, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go online and be placed on a waiting list to be able to then purchase. To be in a lottery to be able to purchase. Oh, so initially, initially before I, I, my brain exploded from the steps of that because this is also <laughs> on the heels of when Taylor Swift concert and she had Ticketmaster shut down. And everybody was very frustrated. So I felt, oh, Beyonce was trying to come up with a solution. Everybody was talking about like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. You have to do all of that to get a ticket to go to Beyonce. I'm not doing all this. But I was in awe because I was like, wow. Like, I just felt like she was changing the game. Like, I just Mm -hmm. thought this was unbeknownst. No one's ever done anything Uh like this before. And then how everyone was immediately trying. You put a Venn diagram in the group chat. Uh, like, I'm like, I had to. I want everybody needed to do. <laughs> yes, because I'm on an organization. Because I mean, at first it was confusing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was confusing. So it was. We all got through. Put it that way. We all got through. But I just still feel like it's sort of kind of unfair that you have these. You know, I'm a Beyonce snob. When I say I'm a Beyonce snob, if you're not a day one fan. Okay, girl. Like I'll and take her. Obviously, in the beehive, she's she's in the hive. She's making honey. Okay, <laughs> you sound stupid. Okay. 
Yes, I am in the beehive, but I'm not like the type of beehiver. I'm like an OG beehiver, if that makes sense. Like I'm from the beginning. So I'm not the type that's gonna, you know, threaten you if you don't like Beyonce. Like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? That's crazy. My talk is very unfair because I'm day one. Like I've been in this. I saw the talent when she first came up with Destiny Shout. No lie. And I'm pretty sure everybody did. But as soon as that no, 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 no video dropped yeah. with her and Wyclef and all of them, yeah. I said, Beyonce and Latoya Luckett, actually. Oh, you I said, said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so what? remixes, we were talking in our group chat when Coco Jones' remix came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is Justin Timberlake on this? Why? <laughs> this song doesn't even need a remix. Like, the song held its own on its own. And then I, I thought, like, hmm, what songs were transformative with a remix? No, no, no. It transformed the whole song. It, it did. Black Club got on the track. It did. You know, the slow one was released first. That was the original one. Yeah, and it was slow. <laughs> slow, girl. My last is slow. Hello. So, I don't know. It's I'm glad we were able to go. But I just remember how. Because my very first time seeing Beyonce was, like, in 2009. Remember 2008? It was the I Am Yours tour in Greensboro. Girl, you could get tickets from the Ticketmaster at the Publix. Remember I when remember Publix that. had Ticketmaster? Yeah, you would drive up there and get your ticket. Yep. And my ticket was no more than $75, and I was in the mm-hmm. 100 section. Mm-hmm. Speed on up. Her, the first time I saw her was on the ladies tour with <gasps> Girl. Yeah, that was when she had came out with Dangerously in Love. She was the headliner. It opened with Tamia. Then it was Missy Elliott. Then Alicia Keys. And then it was Beyonce and Matthew Knoll. We had got there early. We drove. We saw it in Charlotte. I was in college, freshman year. We drove to Charlotte to see it. And Matthew Knowles was like scoping out the scene and he was standing right beside us. And my roommate was like, oh my God, there's Matthew Knowles. And I was like, oh my God, it is him. Did I say hey? No, it just <laughs> <laughs> But I remember when she came out. And they, she had like these men carrying her on like this bed, and she had the jewel top like that she has on on the album cover, and it, and it was like so. That was the first time I saw her, and to your point, I was like, she's a star, girl, hands down, like hands down. I mean, I didn't see it with my own eyes, but you know, I saw it on the TikToks. I don't know why I put a dump on the TikToks, but I saw it like on TikTok how. People were falling out, like some Michael Jackson. I'm bad oh, falling out. They stuff. were, yeah, they were. I was like, wow. Now I did cry, like, <laughs> girl. As soon as I saw those clouds come on the screen at the opening, yeah. and she opened up her mouth with "Baby, I love you," I started screaming, crying, jumping up and down. After the fact, I was like, Kenna, she was doing the most, girl. You were doing the absolute most, but I don't know, like. I don't know, and I'm, I'm not the type, I don't worship that woman. No, I don't. Yeah. But we grew up with her, if you think about it, Keisha. Yeah. We've grown not, up with her. not that much older than me. Yeah, she'll, she'll be 42, what, September 4th? Yeah, so that's she like would have been in high school when I was in high school. Oh, hey, y'all say, girl, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that's, if you think about it, like, yeah. So, like, just to see her grow, matriculate, I mean, I, we knew it was going to happen. Like, yeah. We knew it was going to happen. But from that no, 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 no video to where she is now, right. like she's a living legend. 
Okay. You know what else I didn't realize? So the last time I saw her was on the run too. Mm-hmm. And I think we were in like a 200 section for this one. This this show this past weekend, I had floor seats. Praise God. Okay, Keisha, girl. We get it. You have floor seats, girl. Floor okay. Seat. <laughs> um, but I felt like it was a big deal because Lemonade is my favorite album. Okay. But I felt like this tour... I don't know, just to see, I was excited because like everybody was, you know, getting outfits. People were flying to Barcelona and London, making girl trips to see her in Paris. It felt like a bit of like Michael Jackson a little bit. And I don't even know if she's quite there because Michael was in like China and, you know, Africa and all of that. And we Uh only see her in like Europe and in the U.S. Uh Just because it was, it kind of felt like I was at a gay pride disco party <laughs> i mean if you if you think about it though keisha because by he mentioning you felt like you were at a gay pride disco party if you think about it this album the renaissance album is house music yeah and it's for queer culture i mean you right you read the stories about well it was for uncle johnny you know so i wasn't surprised by the that's what i was expecting i was expecting it to be a big disco ballroom type feel and she gave me every single thing that I needed (laughs) every single thing that I needed and the people that I've talked to who really didn't care for the show like that they didn't like house music and then they didn't like the album they didn't care for the album so like if you don't like house music and if you didn't care for this album I wouldn't even say to come to the show but we'll we'll get us all of that because I'm I can talk for days about this for days for days and I want to say something later on about how you mentioning how Lemonade was your favorite album but we can talk about that later um okay so then you know we're seeing where she's performing everywhere else well before then okay so when the tickets came out people were stressed out about all of (laughs) you know the steps in which to get the tickets I was I was just so inspired by some a black woman having the ability to have steps for people and people getting information like yeah or not People did whatever to get the tickets. And it felt very like Willy Wonka-ish when <laughs> when the Texas came in, like, I got my ticket, y'all. I gotta go I got ticket. my ticket. I was hating on my girls and y'all who got tickets before I did. I was like, now they know there ain't no real Beyonce fans, even though y'all are. But no, but you're right. The Willy Wonka reference is spot on. Spot on. Spot yeah. on. And it was almost kind of like you go like asking random people, you did you you get a t- <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know like a VIP access a little bit, and then it also because it felt so exclusive, it was a little like FOMO, like whether you want to go or you don't want to go, you go everybody's going, you know. So you are you getting a ticket or not? <laughs> yeah. To create that type of pandemonium. I just think it's it's highly, I've never, I haven't seen that. In my generation, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it either. I I, I haven't. Because when, when, when Micah, when Michael was in his, like, you know, his, his prime, prime, the I'm bad era, we were born. Yeah. We just weren't of age to go to a concert. We were like, what, two, three years old. Yeah. So as a grown person, yeah, this is my first time seeing something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. was so people were booking flights flying all over and then it was like figuring out what you were gonna wear and stores were rolling out out like Mm -hmm. now I got an outfit from Nasty Gal 
Nasty Guy had a renaissance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had mm-hmm. a renaissance. A, a collection of outfits to choose from for you. I didn't know that. Wear. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, okay, yeah. That okay. Well, they did. I know for for sure, Fashion Nova did because all they had was just like metallic. Even though it didn't specifically say Renaissance uh, collection, yeah. But it was nothing but metallic stuff. Um, shop. I think it's called Shoprika, Shoprika, Shoprika. They had that too, and. The looks, the fits, I know from my experience when I went on Saturday, well, I guess the girls, we showed out with the guys. I agree. Honey. Yeah. The, okay. the amount of chaps I saw, <laughs> right. you know, bare chest, knit. I saw, love the cowboy hats with the dangling diamonds. Yes, I love that look. Loved it. The veils, the different types of shape. Yes. Like it, it felt, like I said, like we were going to a, like not just a show, but also seeing a concert where you're seeing Pinterest pages and people hashtag <laughs> what they're wearing. And yeah, you got, you know, we were in a group chat, like what you wearing? Morgan was talking about, I'm, I'm about to go to Atlanta station and try to put something together. <laughs> Usually when I go to a concert, like when we went to Usher, I just bought a vintage tee off Etsy with some shorts. And we went, it wasn't, I didn't put that much thought into it. <laughs> which I know we're not talking about Usher right now, but for anybody who has not been to that Vegas show, and y'all need to try to go back when he's there in October. Okay, sorry. Kind of just put that in there. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around for that though. Okay. But, um, okay. So I went to the Friday night show mm-hmm. and I'm going to give my perspective and then I want you to give me yours. Okay. Okay. Um, so when we first got there, I was just like, kicking vintage crystal off the bar. Category bad. I'm the bar. Alien mm-hmm. superstar. Whip, whip. I'm too classy for this world. Forever I'm that girl. Feature time in Zimbabwe. Oh, baby, I'm too classy to be touched. I paint them all in dust. I'm stingy with my. Clock, I'm so obscure. Masterpiece genius, drip and trippiness. Patty cake on there is Tiffany blue billboards over the ceiling. We don't like plain, always dreamed of paper planes. I'll have when I rodeo, then I come down and take off again. You see pleasure in my glare. Look over my shoulder and you ain't scared. The effects you have on me when you stare. Head on a pillow, hike it in the air. Alien superstar, 
We dress a certain way. We walk a certain way. We talk a certain way. We, we, we paint a certain way. We, we make love a certain way. You know, all of these things we do in a different, unique, specific way that is personally ours. We fly it over. We, we, we fly it over. So we Oh, Dangerous Day Love is on that album. Yes, yeah. you know that. Because when she came out with her solo album, I was like, did she just really love that song? She wanted to put it on her own album. Yeah, right, right. So before, so before I saw the show, with my experience, I, I purposely did not look at any TikTok videos of the show, no clips. I mean, people would send me clips, but I said I wanted to be surprised. And I did see like maybe one or two. Like I think I saw like the Break My Soul clip. Um, but I was like, no, I don't want to look at anything. I want to be surprised. Yeah. So a couple of my friends, they saw her in Canada. And they both were saying how, like, the beginning was low energy. Like, yes, it's supposed to be a buildup. She's supposed to be her own opening act. But, like, you know, she started off with her slow song. When I say the opening was the best part for me, oh. and the reason why it was the best part for me, because I feel like she went into her bag of deep, slow cuts. Like, mm -hmm. her deep, slow, slow cuts, Right. And you could just belt out the songs. One plus can, one. Girl. Like, you just belt out the songs, sing them. Like, that's why tears were coming to my eyes. And I love the transitions, too. Yeah. But one of my favorite moments from the very beginning of that show was when she did um, Flaws and All. Yeah. And when she transitioned with that sample of This Is It by um, Camp Blow and Lucini. This yeah. Is It. What? Lucini. I said, oh, my gosh, whoever decided to do that, that was genius. And it, like a lot of people didn't pick up on that. I'm like, hi, I don't know that song. But I, I just love the transition that she used from, um, you know, some of our favorite old cuts, classics, even with Break My Soul. You notice how she transitioned to that uh, Shake Your Body Down to the Ground, yeah. Jackson 5 song. I'm yeah. like, who thinks it is? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I the, the beginning like when she had her own transitions. Yes. She would be yes. performing a song and then you hear like diva for a second and then it it, it, <laughs> it came back. Girl. Or um um sweet dreams and then it came like I I fell out for that. Like I, I think this was like a love letter to her fans. Like, okay, these are the songs that y'all want to hear that I don't really perform like that live. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And did you catch um it was like towards the end of the show? I think right before they did the whole Bogan scene, yeah. did you catch how she was doing like a mashup of one-liners of like her deep cuts? Um, she's like, I was in love with the Sagittarius. Oh. You got me speechless. Let's go, little kitty. I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. Like, who does that? All her one-liners. But again, you're a fan, but you got to be a fan to really pick let up. your ear pick up on that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... The the moments where I feel like I lost it, like where I just like, oh my God, I'm, I'm loving this. First one was, and I told you when she gave like homage to Tina Turner. Oh, that's the girl. Um, girl. Mountain High 
And mm-hmm. even just like saying, you know, I, she was a mentor to me and and then she breaks out into the song and it sounded so good. Mm-hmm. And then also Tamika had said to me, she was like, you know, people be saying that Beyonce can't sing, but she was saying it. And I was like, that mic was on. Hey. <laughs> the mic was on. She was singing. Yes. So that was the first one. The second one, and maybe because I'm a mother, Black Parade. And she said, that's my kid. That's my bloodline. Bloodline. Oh my Girl. God. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't crying. even see Blue Ivy walk out. It was, it was like she appeared and she was like there. And I was like, oh my God, Blue Ivy's right there. Like it was, and she and then yes, B B's on this truck or whatever. Yes. And she got on the fatigue. And like the beats, yes. it was just a whole beat. And I love that song. Love the song. Yes. Love the production of the song. That was a highlight for me. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I, I agree with you on that. Um, it's like it's something about when she said, "This my bloodline." Girl, I busted out crying. Like, I mean, okay, imagine you up there dancing, Keisha. You performing for the people, and then Ezra or Ellis come out, and they just start getting it. You like imagine like the type of feeling you would have, right? And okay, I wonder if my mind is going all over the place. I wonder <laughs> if when they were planning this concert, did Blue say, "Hey, Mama, put me on the show. Let me be in the show," or if Beyonce was like, "Okay, Blue, this is I what we gonna Beyonce, do." Yeah, I think you think so. Yeah. See, I don't know. I just, I think about that, but I I don't know, but. It was so I, I saw this video, this TikTok video. This um, mother took her daughter to go see Beyonce, and I'm gonna send it to you when we're done because I cried on that too. And when Blue Ivy came out, the little girl had to be about eight or nine. Girl, she started screaming and was literally like doing the whole dance routine that Blue was doing. I'm, and I'm like, Blue is inspiring a lot of little girls. Yes, like yes. she she is. Hell, I'm a whole grown ass woman, and I'm inspired by that. But it's just it was just amazing from start to finish. You already know what my favorite part was, the very beginning when she was doing all of those, those slow, deep cuts. I mean, I just loved the opening. Loved the opening. Um, I loved Break My Soul. You know, Break My Soul is one of my favorite songs off the album. And when she transitioned into Shake Your Body Down to the Ground, and she did that little skip to Malou. Girl, I love that. <laughs> but when they had that Bogan dance off. Oh, yes, that was amazing. So you know, Miss Honey, Honey Balenciaga, she wasn't at the um the past couple of shows. So I'm like, well, did you watch Legendary, by the way, on HBO Max a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's of course you know that's where she's from, and I think a lot of people not only did we come to see Beyonce, we wanted to come see Honey Balenciaga too. So I was like, I hope this heifer gonna be up here, you know, like who, like because she hasn't been there for like the past couple of shows. So Honey, shut it down. Okay. Um, I think. Is it Cha-Cha? Cha-Cha shut it down, too. That was, like, one of my favorite, favorite parts of the show. I feel like I'm missing something because I had another favorite part. Um, of course, the big horse. That right. big crystal horse. Oh, that was such a beautiful, like, that's like a piece of art. When we're, watch and see, a year or two from now, it's going to be on that. All of the costumes are going to be an exhibit at the High Museum. It's going to float around the United States. For you it to should. It's to see the exhibit from the Renaissance. It, it definitely should. It definitely should. And I learned this at the concert. I had no idea. So the, the fans, they did this. Beyonce didn't do this. Did you know that horse has a name? No. Girl, I, 
The horse's name is Renee. So like Renaissance artist. Okay, that is right. So you like Renaissance, R-E-N-N-I-S-A or whatever, like the first part of Renaissance. So the horse's name is called Renee. Like worldwide, the horse's name is called Renee. So I love that part. Um, I think that the horse is like the album cover. Her first album was my favorite cover until this one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was just everything to me. And it was just so many, so many like different parts that had me mesmerized because that's what my homegirls, the kid. Hey girl. <laughs> and I caught myself the whole, like not the whole time, but a good portion of the concert, just standing there, not even screaming, just looking like, hmm. Like, wow. She like never ceases to amaze me. I and agree. she's so unpredictable. Because you know, I think I work for her, right? So I'm like, oh yeah, you know, guys, she's going to take a break. She'll be back in about eight years. I don't even try to predict that anymore because you just never know what she's going to do, what she has up her sleeve. And you know, my favorite tour before this tour was always I Am Yours, the I Am Yours tour. Because probably because that was like, you know, my very first Beyonce experience. And that was a mix up of the I Am album, B-Day, and Baby Still Love. Yeah. So, but seeing this tour, I don't know. It was just, it was just something about it. I, I literally caught myself that night on stuff up on ticket because oh, I went yeah. to the Saturday show. You're gonna Monday mm-hmm. show. And I caught myself like on stuff up, looking at tickets, seeing that the prices are gonna drop for Monday. They didn't. I got on there on Monday again, like around maybe five o'clock because usually I do that trick, that stuff up trick, and it works for me. But I think everybody, because of the TikTok, yeah, people sharing all their gems on TikTok, I think everybody is catching on. So the tickets actually went up. Because I already told myself, I said, if I get a club renaissance ticket for under a certain amount, I'm going to get it. And I asked Tamika, I specifically said, I said, Tamika, text me as soon as she gets on stage, because I went to the Friday show. Yeah. So I wanted to just test something out. So she texted me when Beyonce got on stage like around 9 o'clock. And I wanted to see what uh, club renaissance prices were. Right at nine. Go guess how much the Club Renaissance ticket was for the Friday night show at nine o'clock. What? Take a wild guess. Just guess. $2,000? No. Yes. yes. So I said, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, it worked for Friday. It's going to definitely work for me on Monday. Girl, on Monday, those tickets, they kept going up. They did not go down. They went up wow. to like 2200 I said, Beyonce, I love you, boo. But because the base ticket price for Club Renaissance is seven fifty, I ain't about to pay no twenty two hundred for that. If I'm paying twenty two hundred, girl, we're gonna have a conversation. Okay, <laughs> I'm that stage. Yeah, like you gonna hire me for at least the next leg of the tour. <laughs> so, well, it was just amazing. And again, you know, I'm very random. So, me and my girls that I went to the concert with, we were just trying to like think, you know, where, you know, what do you think Beyonce is staying? Because she rented a house. And we said the same thing. And you're probably going to say the house that we said. Whose house do you think she rented? Tyler Perry? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at our show. It was at ours too. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So he did a, um, he did a, gosh, what is it? Be Good. You know her organization, yeah, Be yeah. Good. Yeah. He actually held a luncheon. Um, with Be Good in association with Be Good either that Friday or that Saturday. So at least, you know, he's able to finally work with her because he's always said he wanted to work with her. I don't think she was there, but um, 
But yeah. And did you know Angie, her cousin, is on one of Tyler Perry's shows? Sisters, did you know that? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's so funny because we we all said that, yeah, she's probably staying at, staying at Tyler Perry's house. Tyler Perry's house. Now, <laughs> back to the voguing in ballroom culture. Yes. Yes. I just think it's beautiful. I think mm-hmm. it's a piece of art. I I want to take a class. I, mm-hmm. I want to be flexible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even have to do it in heels. Just let me try mm-hmm. to get barefoot. I just just all of the the pomp and stance of mm-hmm. it all, it's the it's just it's beautiful like I just love just as an observer mm-hmm. it is a work of art it is it is <laughs> it is and like you know a lot of Beyonce's fan base is a part of queer culture right I mean it, it just is and um you see how close she was to Uncle Johnny and on the Break My Soul remix at the end after she shots out all of our favorite female singers, she's also shouting out all the different houses, like House of Amazon, House of Balenciaga. And I love that she did that because of, you know, why these houses were started, right? So just to see her just pay homage to that and then like, okay, look, I see y'all. Like, I see y'all. Cause like you know why the houses were started. Cause you know, you, you had these, these queer, gay, bisexual, trans, kids who, whose parents wouldn't take them in yeah. but the house was like oh I'll take you in so I just I just love that not only is her album you know house and all of that but she's still shouting out the originators the creators of this movement and I love that I just There's love that her whenever you whenever you go to even just like a drag show when I go to lips somebody multiple people are performing a Beyonce song yeah. I remember when um um what was it Drunken Love came out. Like every time I went to Lips, somebody was doing it and was doing like an amazing job. At- <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever been to Lips. I don't think I've been to Lips. It's a good time. Do they have like a, a drag brunch? If so, we should go one Sunday. Yeah, they do on Sunday. Let's go one Sunday. Let's put that on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I love that, and I was talking to. A friend of mine, Beyonce, mm-hmm. said, well, I mean, if you've been to a Beyonce concert before, like, did you feel the need to go again? And I said, it's hard to explain, but this was different. Like, it, it just, it wasn't like anything I've ever seen her done before, do before. It was so different. And the thing that I remember once Matthew had said that Beyonce is better at art than she is at singing. He was like, she is an amazing artist. And I, and you know, she's an art collector. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I love art too. And I feel like I can see how she has such an eye for it visually because she gives you such good visualization. Yeah, she does. She does. And even when she was doing the On the Run tour, how, you know, the book accompanied the the video that played in the background. And it was like this, this silent movie playing along of the concert. And even with this one, all of her pictures, you know, she's like robotic and it's her new body. And it uh. was very sequence how it was like this rotating door that came in. Yeah. It was so visually like stunning. I love all of it. So speaking of the visuals, right? So, I mean, you know, I'm deep, but I can be surface sometimes too, right? So like, <laughs> you gotta just give it to me. Like, girl, I mean, you know, I ain't no slow ass hoe, but... <laughs> Like I want to, I don't want to have to like 
pick a pick apart stuff, right? right? Right. Unless I have to. So the visuals looking at them, amazing. Some of them yeah. references did go over my head, though. I'm not gonna lie. But one of my favorite visuals of hers, and you know, we're never gonna get like an actual visual. Like these were the visuals, by the way, for the album. These were the visuals. She said, "You all the visuals," but it was that um. Like her legs open and then you had a yeah, canal. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, my God. I like who that. comes up with this? Yeah. Who comes up with this? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was amazing. And I will tell anybody if you can as a matter of fact, my homegirl just texted me. She's at the Tampa show. Candace, I cried. She literally <laughs> just texted me. Because I guess it just started. Girl, I'm, okay, I didn't tell you this, but this homegirl, she was trying to go yesterday. And, you know, the Mercedes-Benz, there's a Mercedes-Benz stadium in, in Arizona, too. And she was like, bitch, I just got $500 tickets for um for Friday's show on the floor. I said, okay, bet. She texted me back like 30 minutes later, girl, why did I get tickets for the wrong show? I got tickets for Arizona, like in a hurry. So she was able to put those back up on resale and then was able to get a ticket for the Tampa show, which is tonight. And it flew out to Tampa. So, oh, wow. girl, yeah, such so wow. crap. But, um, but yeah, like the show was just amazing. I'll tell anybody, anybody, if you can try to go to this show, go to it. Yeah. Like, go to it. And one thing that pissed me off about the show, uh -huh. and it's not Beyonce's fault, but I feel like you always have that one dumb person, that one dumb person who just wants to mess stuff up, the mute challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, y'all, <laughs> y'all have seen this show on TikTok about 50 million times. You know you're supposed to go on mute. Y'all, yes. the Friday night show, y'all got it. Cause she was like, y'all won, y'all won, y'all won. Yeah. So I don't understand why is it so hard to go on mute. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that pissed me off. I don't know why I was so upset. But other than that, the show scale one to 10, it gets to 10,000 from me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, she, she just always exceeds my expectations because homecoming. I was like, wow. Homecoming was amazing. Amazing. Homecoming, I played it all day Friday in preparation. And <laughs> awe inspiring the whole, the concept. Like, it's yes. it's a presentation. It's a whole storyboard yes. of it all. Yes. Remember I told you how, I think it was the second time I watched it, and I realized that the stands that the band was sitting in was a beehive. And I didn't uh -huh. catch that the first time. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't even, that's the first time I didn't even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next thing I want to go into is um, the fact that Beyonce always gives us some good affirmations. Yes. And whenever you play a song by her, it's literally like you pouring back into yourself, standing mm -hmm. in the mirror, singing mm -hmm. the song. So I'm going to do two songs. I want you to tell me your favorite two from Renaissance. That's okay. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. Don't do it. No one else in this world can think like me. I'm twisted. I'll contradict it. Keep him addicted. Lies on his lips. I lick it. Girl. That whole song. Whole song. Play Girl. every day to remind you who you are and not self-deprecate, not negative self-talk, not question, not shrink. But come on, superstar. I had to buy. I bought when she dropped the t-shirts on Amazon. That was the t-shirt I bought. Was the Alien Superstar? Alien Superstar. That that whole song would preach. Like that song could preach. A pastor could preach from that song if they wanted to. 
<laughs> no, they really could. If you think about it, I'm one of one. I'm the only one. Like, uh, come on. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my, um, I have a few, but of course, Alien Superstar, um, Break My Soul. I love the remix. I, I love the remix. And I, <laughs> it's a very like simple the one with Madonna? Yes. But it's, I, just, I just love the fact like how she's just calling out all the greats. But at the end, very simple, but she says, love thy hater. Hello. But for me, <laughs> for me, and you probably can guess which one I'm going to say next, but Church Girl. I love and it. And the that reason why I say Church Girl, that one, okay. So you can look at Church Girl so many different ways. And y'all, I mean, y'all y'all know me. Like, y'all know I turn up, turn up. But y'all know I'm trying to go to heaven at the end of the day. And I've always, even now, like I said, I, I want to I wanna be able to have a platform where I can show people that, yo, it is so cool and so dope to still be who you are, still have fun, still turn up, but still know who God is at the same time, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's levels to it. I've always said I wanted to take a platform. But that that one line, girl, when she says, she ain't trying to hurt nobody. Mm -hmm. She's just trying to do the best she can. Happy on her own with our friends and like without like without a man like without the, the man yeah. part i'm not even thinking yeah. about that but like she's not trying to hurt nobody yeah she's just trying to do the best she can and like that just resonates with me and i, I get it none of us are perfect none of us are perfect mm -hmm. but i really try to live my life by treating people in a very decent manner mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying okay. and oh um the uh the first how could, how could i forget, forget this the first verse um for friends that cry mountains yeah. Girl, yeah. like, I feel like I'm that friend. Like, yeah, girl, cry on my shoulder, which I'm, I'm going to always be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I have my own stuff, too. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, church girl. And then, just did with the Clark sisters. Come on, now. Come on. <laughs> my, my favorite verse is, I'm finally on the other side. I finally found the urge to smile. Swimming through the oceans of tears, we cried. You know, you got church in the morning. The morning. Doing God's work. You're work. Yes. Come on. That song will preach too. And it will. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm, yeah. I'm really not. Um, it's just, it's amazing. And I hate that, granted, I don't know her spiritual life, but I know for a fact she does love God. And the reason why I can say that is because when she accepted her last Grammy this past year, well, not her last Grammy, but when she yeah. accepted that Grammy this past year, she was like, I know who holds my hand. God, thank you for covering me. God, thank you for protecting me. So it blows me when people say, oh, she works with the devil. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, what? She just sat up and said, God, thank you for covering me. Because to have a talent like that, right? you have to be anointed to, for the level that you're on. The level that Beyonce is on for her to not have lost her mind. Right. That ain't nothing but God. And can't right. nobody tell me otherwise. Can't nobody tell me otherwise. Nothing about because that. Because it, it's like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine her mental health. I can't imagine, you know, anxiety. Sure. You know, you're constantly trying not to reinvent yourself, but to engage your followers. And, and mm -hmm. it's true about having a brand. And also as you're getting older, we've seen like her size go up, go down. And... I think that it can feel very defeating when you give your all and people dismiss you and say, oh, you're in the Illuminati or, oh, you're in witchcraft or, 
oh, you know, you are blackballing such and such. Mm. And, you know, oh, you didn't give credit to this person, even though you went through the legal proceedings to have the the sound on your, your album. Like, right. it's, it's always something, you know, uh, and, and oh, you can't really sing. <laughs> now that's a that's a lie. That's a hater. What did Beyonce say? Love thy hater. Right. But that if if anybody says Beyonce can't sing, if anybody says she's not talented, she's overrated. You're a hater. Right. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift because I don't understand her music. But the heifer does play four instruments. She does <laughs> play four instruments. I think I think Taylor's very talented, and I think she also has that appeal where she can have people who really buy into what she is offering. She knows how to connect with her friends. And I also think she's very business savvy. But I, mm -hmm. I can imagine to be Beyonce, and it's like, dang, like, is it ever enough? Remember when she had came out with Tiffany's, and then people were like, oh, she's wearing blood diamonds. Like, it's like, it's girl, like, what can I do? <laughs> girl, I'm, girl, at this point, Beyonce is probably just like, look, it, it, I don't even know what she's thinking, but again, I know that God has his hand on her for her to not have lost her mind. And they say she's very private. You got to be private at this point. Um, speaking of which, so you remember like back in like the late nineties, the early two thousands, even up until like the I am tour, uh, back in like Oh, eight Oh nine, she was accessible. She was giving interviews and stuff. And then she stopped. Yeah. So I'm saying all that to say, remember how, there was a point in time when Michael Jackson was causing pandemonium. He couldn't go to the store. He couldn't go to the mall. It was just going to be like a whole ruckus. But then like late nineties up until the time he died, you saw Michael Jackson was out more and it really wasn't causing that much pandemonium. Do you think we'll ever get to that point with no. Beyonce? Like, okay. <laughs> No, I think, I think that's it. I think that I, I don't look forward to it because I don't want to rush life. But when we are older and there's the, the biopic and hopefully we find out what happened in that elevator or Girl, we, not. <laughs> we find out what was the real inspiration behind Lemonade, who, who was Becky with the, with the, with the, the good hair, <laughs> with the good yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and who plays Beyonce. I, I think that she is definitely iconic. I think that she is at a level where she was gone down in history. I mm -hmm. saw TikTok and I saved it so I can watch it for inspiration for myself. It was back when she did Austin Powers and she was on TRL and they had told her like, like you did it. Like you're, you're the it girl now. Like you, you got it. You made it. She was like, I, don't, I haven't made it. Like, I'm just, I'm just beginning. And then they showed the clips of the progression of her getting to where she is now in like the most Grammys ever breaking all the records, the, the, Mercedes-Benz Stadium sold out three nights. You know, you should send me that video, please. I will. Over. It was so inspiring for her to be where she is and everybody wants to work with her. I remember they had interviewed Neo because people were complaining about the fact that she has credit for certain songs and they were saying that she actually didn't write the song. She has like a writer's camp. And she houses all these writers into this house and they write the entire weekend and she picks it. I heard that too. Mm -hmm. And Neo was saying, because you know, he wrote, what was it? What was Irreplaceable. It? Irreplaceable. And he was like, well, the fact that she sings the song, she writes the song. 
that's how she writes the song. She sings the song. The song wouldn't be the song if it wasn't for her. You know, mm-hmm. to have like the ability to be like that. I, I do think that she redefines like our idea of an artist. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like D'Angelo who played like 20 instruments and wrote the songs and produced it. I think that she puts on a show and she definitely finesses a track. I agree with everything that you just said. And speaking of playing instruments, you made me just think of this. Fun fact. Because, um, you know, Beyonce didn't play an instrument, but Prince was telling her, if you want people to take you more serious as an artist, learn how to play the piano. And she learned how to play the piano because of Prince. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. It's like so much other things that come back to my mom with this show. Real quick, I want to talk about her dancers. I'm glad that she brought Lay Twins back and gave them their shine. Lay Twins shut it down. When you and said that, back, it, what, 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 were they away for a reason? or I don't know, but I know... They were not on the on the run tour, the second one. They weren't on that one. But I think they were on the Lemonade tour, but they weren't on OTR too. And let's talk about her dancer, Amara, homegirl with the fade. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, girl. Yeah. Okay, but her dancers, I I was undone. I said, I'm good. I yeah. said, thank you. Thank, like, thank you. Thank you, Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter for what you gave us because you don't owe me anything. I'm good. I mean, I want her to tour within the next two, three years, but if she doesn't, I'm okay. And this is hearsay. I don't know how true it is, but allegedly she's supposed to be dropping dates for a South American league. Be nice. I could see her doing South America. Mm-hmm. Now, I the- feel like the film is going to come out at the end of the year. I hope so, because I want to be able to watch it on my TV. And rewind. I in the film is going to be related to this hair care line that she has coming out. Either she's going to be a hairdresser, it's going to be related to this, these, this mm-hmm. blonde, whatever that she's doing, maybe homage mm-hmm. to Tina because she was a hairdresser. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there's going to be visuals mm-hmm. interconnected in some way and it's going to be the next rollout of whatever this venture is. Mm-hmm. So speaking of hair care, because, you know, I do work for her. I am on her creative direction team. <laughs> and this has been something that's been in the works for a minute. And it, I put it on the table. Well, she put it on the table. But I was my suggestion was, yes, I know hair care is, is a multi-billion dollar business. Um, hair care products, said Mrs. Mrs. Carter. Uh, hair care products, that, that arena is a bit saturated. But what, you, what I suggest that you do is focused on hair, bundles, wigs, hair pieces, drawstrings. Like, I really feel like if Beyonce focuses like strictly on hair, not hair care products, but hair, because you know everybody can't use the same hair care products. I really feel like she'll be an instant. I mean, even though her husband is a billionaire, she's technically a billionaire too. But I feel like they both will be billionaires if she just strictly focuses in on the hair. Like, girl, we love the wigs. We love the pieces. She'll be a billionaire like that. Like that. But go ahead. Another thing, too. No, well, before you leave from here. So funny that you said that, right? Mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend yesterday who's in town from New York. We had met for dinner. And I was saying how I was in awe of Beyonce's hair. Just her whole look. I thought she was stunning. Stunning Mm -hmm. me. Yes. Yes. Costumes. The, the shoes, the hair, the set, all of it, makeup. She don't even sweat. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. And I said, you know, I'm having this big birthday party next year that ah. I would love 
to have her wig. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm so over the lace fronts with all the baby hair or the the wigs that look like hats and mm -hmm. Beyonce's wigs look like her hair, but I know it's not her hair, but it looked mm -hmm. like. Her. And she was like, um, oh, Neil Farina. Yep. And yep. I was like, who's Neil? And my friend, Sanithia, who lives in New York, she was like, I got my hair cut by him. And um, I went to his salon and Neil actually did my hair. And I was like, who is Neil? And mm -hmm. she was like, he's, he's Beyonce's hairstylist. Uh -huh. yep. He owns a salon. He cut my hair. She said he cut her hair into a bob. He used a razor and all of the, the students in the salon were standing around in awe and was taking videos of it. And it was a $250 haircut, but she did it anyway because it was Neil. And mm -hmm. I wonder if him and her are going to collab on the hair because he is doing an amazing, her hair looks amazing on this concert tour. I got to find the, um, I got to find the article, but it's a, um, I read it like last year, but yes, Neil does do her hair, but it's, it's a black woman who like, they talked about the process of the wig making and how much it costs. I got to find it. I'm going to send it to you as soon as we're done. We got to be like 100K. It's so full. I want to say it is. <laughs> no lace. Remember when she did the national anthem and the lace glue was so tight? We saw her her temples wrinkle. Yes. Remember that? Yes. She has not made that error since. Like, yes. <laughs> someone has corrected her. Yes. Flawless. Yes. Woke up flawless. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. But it, it was just, it was amazing. Um, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the hair, like the hair care product line, cool. Since we're on the subject of her selling things in retail, you might not agree with me on, on this, but just hear where I'm going. Also during our meeting, and I don't know if it's gonna land, but we were talking about Ivy Park. <laughs> and apparel, okay, B. Okay, cool. But think about it. Where are you really going to wear that to? But what I suggested was, I said, B, the shoe line that you've done, the sneaker line that you did with the drops with um, Ivy Park, let's just strictly focus on sneakers because those sneakers sell out like that. Yeah. Like, she, I think she did an Ultra Boost sneaker with um, Ivy Park, sold out like that. I really feel like if well, we just focus she, on she going with Because she's ended with Adidas. She gonna oh, she ended with Adidas? Yeah, they're done. They needed to because... They needed to. They needed to. Um, I can't see nobody. I mean, I don't see her going to Nike. I can't see anybody else, but I really was fighting for her just having having that shoe brand with Adidas and Ivy Park. Because apparel, yes, cool. But at the end of the day, no. Shoe line, sneaker line, sneaker line, B, sneaker line. I know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But, I can see her you know. doing heels. Like, I could see her having her own... Manono Blahnik. Uh, Did she have have one? Have one? A, a Manono Blahnik uh, boot. I don't remember that. A couple she of years ago, red bottoms all on through the on the show, the concert. But I don't. She did a collab with them. She should definitely do a collab with them. She definitely should. Yeah. She definitely should. So, again, she's very unpredictable. It, like I told you earlier, it's to the point now. Like, yeah, I'll give my opinions, but I don't even really try to guess what she's going to do next because. Girl, I now I will say this uh -huh. before this album came out, I did say my prediction was this album before it came out. I said, you know what, y'all? We're gonna get a B-Day reloaded. 
a B Day Reload, a B Day 2.0. And I feel like that's what Renaissance is. Because oh, B Day was a dance album. Yeah. Because she said, you know, the pandemic was so hard. It was a difficult time. She wants mm -hmm. to just have fun. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, okay. And before before we wrap up, okay. You have something that's amazing that you are the founder and creator of, which goes yes. along. Every time that you're a guest on the show, we talk about pop culture and for sure about music. Tell us what it is and where we can go buy it all up. Okay. So, bang. <laughs> I created a decade-specific Black, heavy emphasis on the Black, <laughs> pop culture trivia drinking game. And I always said that if I weren't a therapist by trade, I would more than likely be an entertainment pop culture journalist, but not the messy one, like the the one who reports the facts and not trying to mess up anybody's life. So anyways, Shot O'Clock comes with 468 trivia cards, a 60 second sand timer and a spin dial. And it's four different categories. You have a finish the lyric category called Lyric Drop because we tried to name each category after a drink. Then you have a TV and film tonic category, which is questions regarding iconic um, moments from our favorite black cult classics like Martin, uh, Set It Off, like all your, your favorite black movies and TV shows from the 90s. Our third category is called Industry Island Tea. So you get it, what's the tea? That's just general gossip. And then our fourth category is almost like our wild card, which is called Singer Shot. So that's the karaoke aspect. So how the game works is you break up into two teams. You can have more than two teams if you want. It just works better with two teams. You spin the clock down. And whatever the hand lands on, one person from your team has 60 seconds with the 60-second sand timer to answer as many questions as you can correctly. And nobody on your team can help you. So for each question that you either skip or get wrong, you and everybody in your team has to take a shot. But here at the Shot O'Clock brand, we believe in drinking responsibly, okay? <laughs> so let's just say you and I are on the same team and I'm not drinking. Keisha, you can take a shot for me. Or if you don't want to take a shot for me, we can just lose five points. And we're good to go. So the first team that gets to 50 wins the game. And each category is worth a certain amount of points. And the points are that the category is worth is on each card. So Lyric Drop is worth two points for each uh, correct question. TV and film is worth four points. And the Shrill and T is worth six points. And then the Wild Card is worth between 10 to 15 points. And the reason why we did that point system is because we had a focus group. And everybody in that focus group said that Lyric Drop was the easiest. Mm -hmm. Then TV and film then Industry Island, and then Singer Shot. So, you know, not only is this a trivia game, I also want this to be like a cute, fun history lesson too, because there's so many different artists, so many different TV shows where, you know, they're not getting their recognition because almost everything that we see present day, that we stream, that we listen to, it has some form of influence from the 90s. And people are taking that from some of these iconic shows and some of these iconic songs that we forget who the originators were, right? So that's the main reason why I wanted to do the game. Like I said, many editions. The first edition to drop is the 90s. The reason why I chose the 90s as my first edition, that's where my childhood was shaped. But the next edition is coming very, 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 very soon. It's called Taking Over the 99s and the 2000s. So that's gonna be anything from 1999 to 2010. We changed up the whole entire look for that edition. So I actually had more fun. I mean, I had fun with this process. But I had more fun doing the 1999 and the 2000s version because that era from 99 to 2010, that's when I was, you know, approaching high school, in college, early 20s. So I could like go out and like, party and all of that. 
So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. Keep me in your prayers, girl. It's, it's been a journey. You know, I've had some, some nights where I've doubted myself because, you know, you just in business and you know, you have a whole business too. In business, you don't know who's for you. You don't know who's scamming you. Oh girl, I got scammed about a few weeks ago. Yeah got scammed but I don't want to put anybody on blast I could say about that offline but definitely got scammed so you know it's just it's just teaching me a lot and this is a season where like yeah I believe in God you you know that but this is a season where I I ain't never really had to trust God yeah, like this yeah. let me tell you something what's up you're one of one ah! you're number one the only one <laughs> No one else in the world can think like you. <laughs> oh, that's a word. Come on. Preach, preach, preach. No, no, that really was a word, Keisha. Yes. That's a word. Thank you for speaking into me. You're just, you're everything. You're one of my inspirations, by the way. Y'all, Keisha, the founder, the creator of Push Through, is clearly like one of the main driving forces behind my drive to create Shot O'Clock. Speaking of which, we do own the trademark to Shot O'Clock. I know it's a cultural term. Saweetie just dropped the song called Shot O'Clock, but we, Kenneth <laughs> Michelle Johnson, CMJY LLC, we own the trademark to that term, Shot O'Clock, just to let y'all know that. Yes. <laughs> so where can the masses run yes. to purchase their... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so the website, it's easier to just to go get to the website via my Instagram. And my Instagram is shot, S-H-O-T underscore... A-H-C-L-O-C-K. And then the website is www.shot, S-H-O-T hyphen, A-H-C-L-O-C-K dot com. Mm, I'm going to yes. put a link in the show notes so everybody can click on it and immediately order their own. This yes! Yes, for anyone, for their birthday, for Christmas, yes. or just because for girls weekends, for bachelor parties, Whatever the cause is, make sure you have it. It's it's fun too. And Keisha, like I know we have to go, but can we please like can you just do one round? Can you can I just spin the wheel for you? We do one round. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So it landed on industry island T, Keisha. Gosh, the hardest one. <laughs> it is the hardest one, but the industry island T category is it's stuff that you you probably do know. Mm -hmm. Um it's just like, oh, I forgot that that happened. Oh, yeah, like this did happen. So, okay. So, let me know. Let me get the, the sand timer out. Okay, right. let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Who was T-Balls romantically involved with? A, Bobby Brown, B, Jermaine Dupree, D, Dalvin, Mr. Dalvin from Jodeci, or Dina, the above? Dalvin. Yes! Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Which Janet Jackson tour had its own HBO special in 1998? A, the Velvet Rope Tour, B, the Rhythm Nation Tour, C, the Janet World Tour, D, B, and C. Gosh, Velvet Rope? Yes! Thank you, shit. <laughs> okay. okay. Which artist, rapper, portrays the bouncer in Biggie's One More Chance music video? Was it A, Puff Daddy, B, Craig Mack, C, Jermaine Dupree, or D, Heavy D? Heavy D. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Who was not featured in Biggie's One More Chance video? A, Little Kim, B, Aaliyah, C, the Brat, or D, Faith Evans? Aaliyah. No, Little Kim was not in the video. Oh, Aaliyah was in it. Little Kim wasn't in it. Uh-huh. Okay, last question. Okay. Last question. What female rapper was not 
featured on Brandy's I Want to Be Down remix? Was it A, Queen Latifah, B, Yo-Yo, C, Little Kim, or D, MC Light? Little Kim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you like this, this category is not hard. But it's like really like think back though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, like, you you know, mean, you know who, who wouldn't win it though? Remember when we went to see Usher? This is why I was going to circle around. Before we go. Yes. Um, when we went to see Usher, we was at the show that Sweetie was at. Sweetie did not know the song, Daddy's Home. So she likely will struggle with Shadow Clock, but it could be educational for her. So someone buy yes. it her, send it to Sweetie. <laughs> so, ah! <yeah. laughs> good, good plug. <laughs> but um, I remember when we went to see Usher and I looked at you because you were just like in awe, like mouth dropped. How do you compare this to Renaissance? Honestly, like, I, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's like comparing a cantaloupe with a, <laughs> a bowling ball. And the reason why I say that, so Usher has been my childhood, like the same childhood crush since I was 10 years old, you know? And, you know, now that I'm grown, 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 you know, grown, mm -hmm. I don't, it just, just the side. It hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Like, I've been crushing on Usher for years, you know? Like, yeah, Beyonce is my girl crush, but, like, Usher is somebody who I could probably, like, really, like... I probably could bag Usher if I wanted to. <laughs> I mean, girl, I'm, I'm for real. But I don't know. So, like, I can't even compare the two. I just know that they both had me up the whole time. Mm -hmm. I did not sit down. Completely mesmerized. And I will say this, though. I saw Usher with Tamika, like, years ago. It's when Daddy's Home was out. Matter of fact, I think we were at, I think it was called Phillips at the time. It wasn't even State yeah. Farm. Yeah. And it was cool. You know, it was cool. But this show? Yeah. And Usher's mic was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely an iconic show. It was definitely a bucket list. I'm glad I saw it. It was, it was worth worth it it was a every penny show. and i'm and so glad I don't we feel like social media didn't predict to me what it was i i felt surprised i knew the skating was a part of it but the dancers and all of that other stuff i it was my first ex i didn't i didn't expect any of that and i love how he brought atlanta culture to vegas because you had a whole peach disco ball in the sky, you had a whole 30 minute stripper set. Yep. Like we were at Blue Plain, Magic City, yeah. pinups, all of that. So he's just, he's a living legend in itself. So here's, here's another thing, too. That's why I said it's like comparing a bowling ball with a cantaloupe. I can't even compare the two. Usher, even though he wasn't at the after party, but he's huge, too. He's he's a legend. Usher goes to the after parties. You know what I'm saying? Want to know after party? She couldn't. You know? yeah. She couldn't. So I don't know, like, I feel like I could see Usher. Usher could go to Lennox Mall and be okay. My husband saw him at Pont City Market at the restaurant eating. <laughs> I know, and, and that's, you did tell me, and that's why I was so surprised that nobody was running up to him because Usher is a living legend. Like, and you know what? This goes back to my question where I was like, do you think Beyonce will ever get to a space where she can go out at the public? Because, you know, like during the My Way era and the Confessions era, Usher couldn't do that. Right, right, right. That's true. Like B2K. Girl, girl, I would be one of the ones that would run after him. I mean, run after B2K back in the day. 
Right. But if and, I saw Marion at Walmart, I would just be like, oh, just oh Marion. I would probably go up to him and be like, I got an icebox with my <laughs> I would go up to him and I would probably start doing that. He'd be like, security, security. But yeah, but um, the Usher show was amazing for anybody who did not go. If you can get a chance to go in October, please, 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 please try to go because I read somewhere that he's not extending it. I read that John Legend is going to be taking over the residency and I'm like, eh, just do get lifted, John, if you do do it. But um, Get Lifted is my favorite from John. That's my favorite album, period, from John is Get Lifted. Like, you know what my, one of my favorite songs off that album? I Can Change featuring Snoop Dogg. Yes! I Can Change. Ooh. It's very churchy. <laughs> yes. Boy. yes. Ooh, yeah, I love it. Come on, Keisha, come on! Um, but Keisha, thank you so much like just for just for what you do. And I wish that like you could um like get talk to Tisha's Campbell, Tisha Campbell's camp and see if they'll give you like the rights or just the ability to use push. You got to push, you got to push it to get it right. Push. That's Tisha Campbell's song. And, you know, push through, that'll be like a really cute anthem. Oh, that is true. I didn't think about that. You don't I remember thought that she song? was gonna say salt and pepper. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to look up that song though. I had, I can't I can't remember. You anything. you heard it. As a matter of fact, remember the episode of Martin when they had the HIV uh, talent show? And Martin, you got to push it, Gina. You got to push it. Thank <laughs> you. Well, thank you, Candice. Until next time. <laughs> until next time. I cannot wait until the next time. So I love you, Keisha. Thank you so much for this platform. You're everything, by the way. I'm wanting everybody.